welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world. And today I want to talk to you guys about season two. Season two has been an amazing experience. We've gone literally around the world and then back. And so I really hope you guys enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and you know what? Go ahead and click that notification button so that you'll know when the episodes drop. Alright, peace. What's going on, Travel Fam? If you ever thought about starting a podcast, check out Anchor. Anchor is free. Anchor will provide you tools to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to multiple streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need right in one app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're all taking pictures. Next thing I know, the baboon leaps on the girl in front of me and like takes her sweater and like uh, her water bottle. And he would not give her sweater back. Like that was warning number one. Welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things. So tell us who you are. I am Nalina Morena Cordero, and most of my friends call me Nini. Okay, and um, where are you from? I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. You said that with pride. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I was about to say Philadelphia, but then I realized, you know... <laughs> Maybe I should add the Pennsylvania part. <laughs> okay, okay. So what do you do? I am an assistant city solicitor uh, for the city of Philadelphia. So and I'm, I'm an attorney um, for the city of Philadelphia in the torts litigation unit. <laughs> uh, looks like we got a furry guest. Oh, let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> yeah you, uh, my dog, she's four months. She'll be four months this Thursday. Uh, Luna Moon Cordero. Luna Moon. Is that from Sailor Moon? A... No, I, I I don't know. It's you know, lunar moon, so it's gonna like nickname her Luna, like and just say moon. But then I just made it her real name, Luna yeah. Moon. So what got you into traveling in the first place? So my mom got me into traveling. Um, I've been traveling with her since I was like a a baby, essentially. And then you know, I just remember traveling with her. My first major trip that I remember is going to Domingo, Mexico. Um, and I had my fourth birthday there. We stayed with the family uh, while she went to like school to like, you know, I guess to, you know, Spanish, to take Spanish lessons there in Domingo because she was like a, she was a teacher. And then one of part of her curriculum was teaching Spanish. Okay. Okay. How was that experience as four years old? Um, it was definitely something I actually still remember. Like I remember like living with a family. I was obsessed with uh, the the teenage daughter like her name is Gabby and I just wanted to hang out with her the whole time um and then she had a brother Blotty and I hated him and I like I think I tried to abuse him like or something like that I got in trouble for it um I had my fourth birthday there so I had like you know I don't know where these people came from but I had a what's the thing called that dangles I forgot uh yeah the pinata 
I had a pinata. I had my own cake. I really love cake, but this is what they did. They dunked my head into the cake. And I love cake so much that I cried because I was so pissed off that they did that. But other than that, I had a really good experience. Like, oh, and they don't, they didn't, when they made pancakes, they didn't use syrup. And that used to really, like, bother me, too. Okay. So what did he use instead? Butter. Just butter. So he had dry pancakes. Okay. Okay. So at four years old, what was your, like, first plane ride? Like, do you remember that part of it? Um, I just remember that I used to have problems with my ears popping. So I had to, like, chew gum a lot. So that was, like, the one thing that um, I always have to have is gum because my ears pop a lot. Okay. But other than that, I don't think I was, like, a um, a whiny kid that was annoying and, you know, kicked kick the seat or was, like, bothersome to anybody I was flying next to. Okay, cool, cool. So where have you been since then? Um, so that was four years old. Then my mom used to do several trips to like Mexico. Like we went to Puerto Vallarta, Guadalajara. When I was 14, we went to Cancun, Mexico. Um, but we also went to Puerto Rico when I was younger. Uh, we went to, I think like 11, 12, but we went to London, England and Paris, France. And then, you know, when I was 13 or 14, we went to, uh, Italy and we did like a whole tour of Italy with a day trip to Switzerland. So we went to like Rome, we went to Venice, we went to the St. Assisi, uh, we went to Capri, we went to Milano. So we did various places in Italy. And then we also did a, a tour of Spain, which consisted of Seville, Granada, Madrid. I'm sure I'm missing some other place. And then we did Portugal. Uh, and then we did like a three day trip to Morocco. Um, that was like with my mom. Those are like major trips. Like, and we did Costa Rica when I was like 17. Um, where else? Oh, the last trip I went to with my mom was Amsterdam, which was pretty good. And the last time I've traveled was last year without my mom to Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, wow. How's Cape Town? Actually, I love Cape Town. How was that? I like I liked it too, and I liked uh, being with like um, it was an organized trip uh, thrown by one of my friend's sister, uh, so it was an itinerary. The one thing I was really sad about was we wanted to go to the island where uh, Nelson Mandela was held captive, where he was kept in jail. However, we had tickets and everything, but due to the weather, like um, the weather wasn't cooperating and so the boats weren't going out there and so that's like the one thing that like I'm sad that I didn't get to do um the best thing or the craziest thing was we went to this place and we saw these warning signs that says bad baboons beware so we get to this place and um you're supposed to travel up don't ask me where we were but you're supposed to travel up to the top and we didn't even have good traveling shoes but we were going to try to do our best we actually had flip-flops um, the guy who took us just randomly said, like, this was a cool place to do. And so, like, we were initially on the beach with penguins. But then from going, like, chilling on the beach with penguins, we took a turn to, like, going up this thing with that. It says baboons beware. So then you see, like, one baboon, or, or, you know, like, you're out and about, and you see one baboon scurry, and you're like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, my God, it's so cute. Let me get a picture. Boom, boom. And then we start traveling. And like walking where everybody's walking because they're walking up to get to the top of the mountain. And then like this girl, she was directly in front of me, like two inches in front of me. The bat like there was a baboon on the side, and we were all taking pictures. Next thing I know, the baboon leaped on the girl in front of me. 
and like takes her sweater and like uh, her water bottle and he would not give her sweater back. Like that was warning number one. But, you know, we were like, okay, maybe that's just, maybe that's just one time, you know? So we, we, we uh, continue walking and then another baboon like runs up on a girl too. And then after that, we were like, I'm good. I, I'm good. I'm good. They were like the best thieves I've ever saw in my life. Like <laughs> I go into like the, the store, you know, like the souvenir store. And then next thing you know, you hear a scream because like somebody was eating pizza in the baboon swipe the pizza. Wow. wow. Did you get a chance to visit Bocap? No, I, I don't think we did. Okay. I'm not really bad with places though. Like, I mean, we could have, but I'm well, so it's bad. The, it's the place I, with all like the colorful houses, like all the with houses. The steps? Do they have yeah. colorful steps? Yeah. No, I no, think- no, not the colorful steps. So okay. it's the one where, like, all the houses down the street are, like, a bunch of different colors. And so... Yeah, and then the Bullcat Museum in that same area. You know what? We did. Um, well, we did do community service there um, in Cape Town, South Africa. We went to uh, a residence or area that... Uh, just was underprivileged and we talked to the girls there and um, we donated like sneakers and then we brought like several girls like you know um uh just different like thick back you know like necessities for mm-hmm. like care and treatment and then we did like affirmations and speeches and just you know like just talking to them about like their experience and you know like growing up and their fears and their worries and their concerns like with school and stuff like that Okay, so what kind of trips do you like taking? Like, are you the free-flowing, I'm going to just book this myself? Or are you the type that's like, I need this all planned out for me? So I am definitely the type that needs it all planned out for me. I am not free-flowing. I like plan and organization, but that goes back to my mom. My mom was a travel, like, Nazi. Um, Mm -hmm. She was a drill sergeant. She had everything organized. You were not staying in a hotel watching TV. You know, like we had an itinerary and, you know, like it, the, you know, like the flights were booked, you know, we were with a, a tour group. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely for organized trips, like they, like with itineraries, with, you know, flights plans, with play, payment plans, with, you know, the hotel laid out and everything. Okay. Okay. So as far as trip goes, right? Like now today, well, not today while COVID, but pre-COVID, COVID, like what's, what interests you about taking that next trip? So the next trip I was supposed to take was to Bali, Indonesia with a couple of days stop to Singapore. Um, and it's getting rescheduled to May. So I guess like going to different places you know like Bali was actually like my to-do list like my honeymoon goal you know like where I wanted to do my honeymoon at but you know you can't hey you got to be happy when you can make it happen you know an opportunity you know you got to take that opportunity husband no husband with friends and I think that traveling to different places and seeing different cultures and seeing like how people uh they go about like the way of life it's just exciting you know it's exciting mm-hmm. to get out of the United States okay among a different you know culture you know like different people different okay, life. So, 
So you say from Philly, but like, what's your kind of family dynamic? Like, what's are you like all black, white, kind of bit of mixed? So I'm mixed, but I consider myself um, black. You know, it's just so much easier than saying like, well, I let me check the box for Caucasian. Let me check the box for Native American. Let me check the box for Hispanic. Now, I will do that if a scholarship entails, because, you know, you got to be very specific to get those bad boys. You'd be like, yep, yeah, I'm all of those. Money, (laughs) money, let it go. But uh, I definitely relate to uh, African-American being black. I I mean, it's easy just to narrow it down, and that's how people will view you. I mean, they don't view you as like, oh, they're definitely not like oh you gotta drop caucasian okay that's that's significant you know like they view you by your skin color even going to different places like when i went to costa rica they were like negrita negrita which is black girl black girl but they call the white boy gringo (laughs) okay so that leads me to my next topic right so with the current state of civil unrest how do you feel about things right um you know you know, we have black, both black men and women, um, deaf, straight, gay, regardless of your orientation, where it almost seems like we're being targeted on a regular basis. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And, and how does that impact your views on things? So I've always been like a minority in situations. I do CrossFit. I'm the only like you know there's only a few black people in crossfit and it's interesting because during the pandemic where this whole george floyd brianna taylor was going on the uh, ceo of crossfit his name is greg glassman uh, he never even released a diversity statement and saying that you know we support and stand by black people but yet he did it for you know the lgbtq community but he didn't do it for this time and then he was asked a question and i forgot what question he said i think it had to do with like oh you know the marching uh the protest people getting sick people uh uh, people getting sick so he called it floyd 19 which was totally like you're not going to issue a diversity statement and somebody asks you and you're calling it like floyd 19 that's like crazy so it really divided the crossfit community a lot of people dropped their affiliation with crossfit um my box was already deaffiliated and then my other box that I go belong to they deaffiliated and it was just like in a lot of it, CrossFit was up in the air for a long time but mm. he stepped down as CEO and um now you know like they're trying to unify and you know make up for what he did um but you know like I used to ski and I remember being on a ski trip and I was with three other black women and the guy was like, Oh, um, he was like, so what are you guys doing on this trip? Cause you know, I'm not used to seeing like black people on ski trips. Like we're like, Hey, we're skiing, you know, like, I mean, I wasn't like doing blacks or anything like black trails, but I was doing greens and blues. So it wasn't like, I wasn't like, I was like, okay, skier, you know, I'm not like the best, but still just the shock of that, you know, and I went to, uh, but like even being an attorney, you know, a black attorney, um, like I was on a Zoom virtual debt and I log in and you know, when you log in, it says your name at top. So it says Nalina Cordero, all the other parties, you know, they've emailed me and my email is Nalina.Cordero at such and such, you know. Uh, when I signed my things, it says Nalina Cordero. But as soon as I logged on, you know, um, they were like, plaintiff, yes, you know, such and such. I remember going to court and um, 
I had to say like five times that I was like the attorney from the city of Philadelphia because you get plaintiff, defendant, court reporter, and that just happens, you know, like where, and that's been a topic a lot, um, you know, where minorities get mistaken as court reporters or defendants, you know, or anything but an attorney. So I think, you know, it's about these implicit biases, like breaking down people's implicit biases, breaking down racism. And I think it's, we're just not there, you know. Um, it feels like someone, you know, like somebody has to be, like there has to be a race at the top and, you know, and a race that suffers at the bottom. That's just my viewpoint, you know, and people are content to have this upper hand you know and, and instead of like just making everything equal even with you know like you know different you know religions and you know like pe people's views on same-sex marriage you know like i just don't understand like why we just can't let people be so do you feel like um you know a lot of companies are now doing race-based trainings or implicit bias trainings or cultural diverse trainings do you think that's a knee-jerk knee-jerk reaction to what's going on do you feel like some of these companies are genuinely doing this because they care so my company is a part of that and i think you know and the head of my company is an african-american male and i i do think that you know, it's about trying to make the, a difference in the people that you can reach, you know? So I do think, and I think it, sometimes people do have genuine, you know, goals, you know, to educate themselves, to educate other people, to bridge gaps. Uh, and I think that even if, you know, some people aren't sincere, like, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt because we still have to try. We, I think, you know, in any means necessary, bridging the gap, even if it seems, you know, we've, we've got to put out every effort that we can, you know, um, to try to unify, try to understand, to try to understand our own privileges that we have, you know, and to realize and to like erase any implicit biases or preconceived notions, you know, like, and, you know, that also entails starting with us because we also have to educate our own selves. We also have to acknowledge that we have these, our own implicit biases. And I don't think that some people are willing to do that. You know, some people are content with, you know, being of the superior race or the superior religion of the superior, you know, like whatever. And, you know, they, they feel content with having somebody, you know, at the bottom, somebody that they can pick on. All right. So... You know, the reason, you know, with a lot of this uproar is kind of due to the fact that everybody's pretty much had to sit down and kind of take some self-inventory, right? And, um, you know, due to COVID, a lot of people's pretty much had time to sit and watch these tragic events occur over and over and over again. Um, where were you when COVID started and, you know, how has COVID impacted? So I was kind of like, I mean, you know, COVID-19 was circulating. I remember planning events for like Women's Month in March and then having to like slow that down. And then um, I remember getting orders saying that um, they were shutting down the building of where I worked at. Um, but however, they were trying to determine if lawyers were essential employees. 
And that was kind of like up for grabs. So I was kind of at work where this whole like, you know, where it was really buckling down, you know, I remember, you know, just like, okay, it's hit, you know, Philadelphia, you know, and that like first it hit Lower Marion actually, which is right across the street from essentially Philadelphia, you know, and then like the whole Montgomery County shut down. And then, you know, of course, Philadelphia County is definitely next because like we're adjacent. Um, and it was just like a slow, gradual, like shutdown, you know, um, it was kind of scary. And then a few days later, like I found out that my uncle got COVID-19. He lives in New York. And then, you know, days from him getting COVID-19, he passed away. So, you know, definitely when he passed away, I realized it's not a joke. It's very serious. And then we didn't understand how it was, you know, like how does one get COVID-19, you know? Um, it was pretty much, you know, like stay away from other people, you know, keep in your house, you know, only go out when necessary. So how are you adjusting to the new norm, right? Outside is slowly opening up. Um, and unfortunately, we're seeing new cases, right? But um, how are you adjusting? Because, you know, there's, you should always look at the silver lining, you know, we're still here, we're still fortunate to still be here. And, you know, we should be looking forward to what to do next. So how are you adjusting? And, you know, what are you looking forward to do next? So I feel like, you know, you miss your friends, you miss people that are not in your household. Um, you miss, you know, civilization and, you know, like, so, you know, social events. However, your safety, like my safety, it's fundamental, you know? So, I, I mean, I think it's cool for outdoor events, um, to be amongst your friends, like outdoor, I'm like a little hesitant indoor uh, for indoor events. I'm not really there. Um, I've really like tried my best to definitely social distance. Um, and if I do hang out, it's like outside. And it's been very sporadic when I do hang out with friends, you know, and, and it definitely has been outside. Um, but, you know, still like sometimes you wonder, you're like, well, who have you been with? You know, like, those, those like you sometimes you have to think that like where have you been like or you know you you definitely have to be careful of your surroundings who you you know who you hang out with um so i seriously yeah so you mentioned crossfit earlier right you know how has that adjusted because i mean for as long as i've i've known you started crossfit you've been this you've been this most advocate you've been almost an evangelist for crossfit right <laughs> Um, let's talk about how you've had to adjust and what's so amazing about CrossFit that like has you screaming from the mountaintops. So, um, I adjusted from doing, you know, uh, in-class workouts to working out by myself at home during the period, especially when the period when the gyms were open, I will work out in my house. I had, luckily I was able to get a pair of 25 dumbbells. Um, I tried to get 35 dumbbells, but by the time I tried to get 35 dumbbells, they were like off like gone so and then at that time like I think 25s were sufficient because you know I know I, I I could easily move them without being super fatigued um so I was lucky to have dumbbells I was lucky you know like you can always do burpees you can always like run when the weather is nice you know like CrossFit gives you like the ample opportunity to make up your own workouts to do um and it's always like your heart rate is like skyrocketing so, I mean, I think what COVID-19 and the pandemic has taught me is that 
I guess I don't always need a group to work out and, you know, like I can motivate myself to work out by myself. Um, and that's what I do. Like still that now that the gyms are open, I work out by myself, not in the class. I mean, a couple of times I have worked out with the class, but it's been a very small class, but usually I work out by myself. Um, and I feel better about working out by myself. And what's so amazing? What's so amazing about CrossFit that you're like, you know, you're you're so psyched about it. Um, it's never you're never doing the same workout, you know, like it's always a different workout. It's and like and it's about like you competing against you. You think initially you're competing against the class, but like you learn over time, like it's really you competing against you. And there's always a goal to like hit. Like you hit maybe a clean and jerk of like 130 or 140, and you're like super stoked about that. But then it's like about working on like 140 or like you don't have a handstand walk. But, you know, that, that's like a lot of workouts are incorporating handstand walks. And it's like about practicing trying to get a handstand walk or trying to get a one-legged squat called a pistol or bar muscle up. You know, it's about like you see all these deficits or weaknesses in your CrossFit game. And it's always all about like strengthening, strengthening them. And it's like it always feels like, you know, like it's whatever you did, it's never good enough. You know, like there's always something to chase after. And I think that that's where the addiction lies because you're always chasing a goal, you know, like it's nothing, you're never satisfied where you are. And I think it's like your peers, even if you're working out by yourself, like it's your peers, like knowing their PRs and, you know, like trying to chase them, you know, trying to chase, use that as like, you know, you know, fuel to like do better, like, and be better. And like your friends help you be better, you know, whether you're working out by yourself or not, you know, them checking in on you, making sure you're working out. Um, I think that's appreciated. It's about community. I think the community, like my coach used to always get on me if I missed a class, like, where were you? Like CrossFit's not like riding a bike. And it's not like you miss a few days, you will feel it the day that you return. You will be like, oh, I suck. And the thing is, I've been injured so many times and like, say like before the injury, you know, like I'm on top, I'm on fire, but then like, you know, like you're rehabbing, you're recovering. And when you return CrossFit, it's like you suck. You know, you can't hit the same like PR, like the same numbers that you used to hit when you're lifting. So, so, you, so you mentioned earlier that, so is, is CrossFit like, an overall organization and then they're like subgroups or how, how does this work? Cause this is, cause you know, I'm, I'm, I've yet gone to a CrossFit class with you. So. So like CrossFit's a big community. Um, they have a CEO, but like, it's not subgroups. It's uh, just basically a big community with different boxes. Like that's the gym, a gym, a CrossFit gym is referred to as a box with okay. different boxes. And you can find a box like all over the world. That's how major CrossFit is. Um, I, like, I could go to Amsterdam and then find, like, boxes in Amsterdam and, like, just drop in for, like, a fee, you know? Um, and basically, CrossFit is just a one big community, you know? Like, um, it's no subdivisions. The only thing that you will see are, like, the CrossFit, the big athletes that compete okay. in big CrossFit games. Mm, awesome. Awesome. So... You know, we're going to go away from CrossFit a little bit because, you know, I see the excitement of talking about CrossFit. Um, what is a tip that you would give somebody that would get started on traveling? Like, what would you tell them to do? 
Um, I would say, like, figure out if you're a free-flowing person where you just, like, what type of person are you? Do you, like, plan, organize, travel? Then, you know, like, I think that, for me, I'm that way. So figure out what type of person are you free-flowing where you can just, like, instantly, you know, book a book a hotel, book a flight, you know, and just figure it out, you know, or travel. Are you a backpacker who can just carry like a backpack and travel throughout? Figure out like what type of person you are. You know, that's important. Knowing yourself, knowing like what things you need to make you feel safe, you know, Um, and your finances. Like I think travel consists of budgeting your money, you know, saving, you know, saving money to travel. You know, whether that is you get um, a paycheck, put money aside to travel, you know, especially if that's something that you're interested in, whether it's like $100 per paycheck, you know. And I think like, especially if you like a travel agency, you know, they do payment plans, um, then you can, you know, like, you know, you know, what amount you owe. I think that's awesome. And I think it's definitely budget, you know put aside travel budget. That's what I would recommend and figure out what type of traveler you think you will be. Purge, I can't hear you. I still can't hear you. <laughs> I was muted this time. I said, those are a lot of tips. That's really dope. Um, and so, so, so um, at this point, um, What's been your favorite place to visit? So my favorite place that I visit was Amsterdam. Um, I remember stepping off the plane and me and my mom realized that like our luggage was not there. And our luggage probably wouldn't be arriving until three days, which was like depressing as heck to me. Like I was just like devastated. Like, you know, we packed all this thing and my jacket. You know, I went in the fall and it was like freezing cold outside and I didn't have my jacket. My jacket was in my suitcase. So um, that was devastating. But then when you step outside the doors and you see like and we got out the cat cab to our hotel and seeing like just the scenery at nighttime was just so beautiful. And then when we woke up, you know, like still like, you know, like probably just one pair of clothing, you know, like luckily that we had. Um, just stepping outside, just the scenery just really just was calming in some type of way. It's if the United States went south and I had to live in a certain place, I'd probably live in Amsterdam. For some reason, the city is like booming, but like, you know, they speak English. So, you know, that's good. Uh, you don't feel like you're an outcast. Um, and I just feel like the nightlife is pretty chill, too. It's not like crazy, but it's it's cool. It's decent, and I just feel like I I guess maybe if I don't know if we were in a bubble, but I didn't experience like you know discrimination because I'm an American or discrimination because of the color of my skin. I just thought Amsterdam was real chill, just chill all the way. You know, it's definitely like some place that I could I would love to go back. Nice. I mean, for me, right now, I would say. My top three places to probably go back is Prague, Cape Town, and Ghana. No, no, in no particular order. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, um, yeah, Amsterdam is definitely one of them. But I have, like, things I want. Like, I, I don't want to go back because I have places I want to go to. Like, I want to mm. go to 
and I want to go to New Zealand. I want to go to Thailand. Um, and I want to go to Greece. And I, there's one place else that I need to go to. And I can't, it starts with C, but I can't, rem- like, for the life of me. Is it Cartagena? No, no. It's uh, Is it South America? No, it's in Europe. Like, but more so toward the, like, Russian part of Europe. Mm. I'm going to have to get back. But that's on my to-do list. Some My friend went, and she said she had the best time. And I can't. Starts with C. I, I think they do, like, um, GOT. Uh, Game of Thrones might have been. I think Czech they did. Czech Republic? No, it's not the Czech Republic. Let's see. We'll figure it out. Yes. Greece is definitely like what was like on my to-do list. Uh, New Zealand, Japan. Uh, so I'm supposed to go to Singapore next year, and I'm really excited because that's like what was on my to-do list. So with Bali, you know, I thought that was going to be my honeymoon spot. So, so you know, you know, you need to keep me posted, right? Like, I mean, now you travel, I travel. I mean, hit hit. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I got to do New Zealand with my mom, but Japan would be dope <laughs> i'm there just keep me there would be, well japan would be a good place for somebody to organize you know i i said i like organized trip i didn't say i was an organizer hints <laughs> hints hints all right got you got you i'll find something for you in japan <laughs> all right because that would be dope. well you know, it's gonna be more than just with me it's gonna be more than just japan we're gonna do japan we're gonna be doing um south korea china and then maybe like um singapore or something because if we were over there might as well see as much as we can yes i mean i would think i was like kill bill in japan though okay i would have to enact the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) oh man so i really appreciate you for jumping on and um this has been a really dope conversation so once again thank you very much you're welcome and you know if we travel we gotta do karaoke (laughs) i'll think about that i'll think about that (laughs) can't sing, but you know, so keep that in mind. I can't sing. I got you. I got you. Another dope conversation. Keep traveling and stay safe. Until next time, peace.